Test, test, test. Am I on? Praise God. How many of you can say, I'm ready? ready. Say, I'm rocking. I'm I'm rolling. I'm I'm with it. (laughs) Amen. That's exactly what you are. You're rocking, rolling, you're ready, and you're ready to go. Amen. We have the most exciting opportunity to reach our community, to touch this nation, and God has put the Holy Spirit, life, and power in you. He's given you enough love and enough wisdom. You've got the Trinity, you've got the Godhead right beside you, inside of you, and the Holy Ghost is like a locomotive just waiting and busting to get outside of your flesh and begin to make something happen. <laughs> That's exciting, amen. You know, before I get into the Word this morning, though, I, uh, I want Randy come up. Randy's been a longtime friend. Randy, come on up here. Come on. I want you to just greet the congregation. and Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Randy. In fact, Karen, I want you to come up, too. This is his wife. And, you know, these have been our friends, and what a blessing they have been. Where do, where do we put that microphone? Here it is. And uh, they've been our friends for all these years, and, you know, God has really blessed both of them in a powerful, prophetic way, and they've just been a joy. They're up in Massachusetts. They're down for the weekend to visit. Amen. Wow. Well, for those of you who know me, you know I'm kind of bashful. (laughs) I don't like to talk too much, but um, (laughs) God is good. Yes. God is good, and that's all I've been hearing ever since the plane touched the ground at DFW. He's good. He's good. We prayed about it this morning, John. He's good. His goodness leads us to repentance. Psalm 52 says his goodness endures forever. That's right. doesn't matter what we're going through. We can never question God's goodness. Praise God. Because that's when we start to question his word and his purpose. And I was just reading yesterday, that's what happened in the book of Luke with Martha, right? She was so busy that really what she did, really the fault is she began to question God's goodness. She said, don't you care, Lord? That's good. She began to question his goodness because of all these things that are important. And that's what God's been speaking to me the last two months. Get your priorities back in order. What's important? Because I've been busy. I've been busy with the things of the world. I've been busy with the things of the flesh. Amen. And I got my priorities a little bit jacked up. Amen. You ever been there? Come on, let's get honest, right? You've been there. That's right. He's good. That's right. And that's what he wants to say this morning. He's good. You guys are precious. I love you guys so much. I miss you guys. I think about you all the time. As soon as I walked into the presence of the Lord this morning, it was, we were home. Yeah. We were home. You guys got an awesome pastor. The DNA here is unbelievable. You guys are just worshiping in the spirit in unity. And God, the dove is just ascending in this place. He's good. Give him a hand. He's good this morning. He's good. Hallelujah. Hi. Um, Well, I was going to say something a little bit similar. We've... uh, we moved up to Massachusetts 18 months ago, and we were excited, and the, we've been beat up quite a bit up there by the enemy. Um, it's a different atmosphere, and um, 
you know, God's up there, but you got to fight a little bit harder uh, yeah. to maintain your victory up there. And uh, we learned that the hard way. And we've been beat down for a while. And like my husband said, um, God is uh, realigning us. Please and uh, he's, like Jerry said, taking the blindfold off of us and um, opening our eyes to what we had let in and what we had um, let become our priorities, which was not him. And we were just basically fighting just not to drown for a while. God. Um, but God has brought us out of that. And um, actually bringing us down here was has played a big part in it. And, um, you know, we're going to leave, um, you know, with new priorities and opened eyes and refreshed and renewed. And what I really want to say to you is the presence of God in this place. I don't think you know what you have. Yeah. I really don't. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't want you to take it for granted because I'm telling you, I don't want to bash the Northeast, but they, we don't have the presence of God like you have down here. And, and in this house, it was just, it, it's overwhelming. And I just, God wants you to tap into it. He wants you to see what he has given you and don't take it for granted. Jesus. He is here and you just got to reach out. He is just so ready to touch every Hallelujah. single person in this place. You just, it's unbelievable. Hallelujah. John, come on. I want to pray. I want to pray for them this morning. You know, they've been up there and and they have really searched far and wide to find. They've been like a bird looking for a nest, and uh, I mean, they already have a home, but they just never found a home church. Uh, and like uh, Randy said, a, a place where the DNA is there. I just want to pray for them. Can we just ask the Lord to continue to direct their steps? Father, we thank you for Randy and Karen. Lord, we know that your hand is on their life. And Lord, you said in your word that you would direct the steps of a righteous man. You would order their steps. And Father, even right now, you're speaking to the man of God. Oh Lord, you've put a heart of a shepherd in him. You have a desire, Lord, to to understand and know where your presence is. He's, he's never been satisfied until he knows and tastes and sees the anointing. The Lord even would say even unto both of you this morning that he comes to water you. He comes to refresh you. For surely you've been in a sifting process and the enemy has sought to sift you. This enemy has sought to uproot and, and destroy and he's sought to sift you like wheat to, but the Lord even comes today to establish a confidence back into your heart, O oh man and woman of God, for what the enemy has meant for evil. I have turned it around, saith the Lord. You're going to begin to see a day of beginnings. This is going to be a turning point. The trip to Dallas was a turning point. A new day, a new vision, a set of direction, a new confidence, O oh man of God. You will not say, should we, or maybe, or what if, or how can we do it? The Lord is going to cause you, like Ezekiel, to prophesy to the window, man of God. Uh, for the Lord would even say to you, yes. even this day, prophesy to the yes. bones, uh, yes. O man yes. and O yes. woman of God. Uh, yea, as you prophesy, you will see the shaking. You will see the coming right. together right. and the right. sinew and the bones. And you will rise, O man of God, and be a commander in the army yes. of the Lord. Yes. Uh, for I have put a word in your mouth, a right. weapon in your hand. Right. Right. 
And I speak to you this day that as you speak the word, uh, yea, even the armies in heaven are released. Uh, O woman of God, O man of God, uh, I've anointed you to tear down strongholds. Uh, I've anointed you uh, to pluck down, to pull up, and to root up, and to root down, uh, and to build and to plant. O man of God, uh, I've given you vision. I've given you understanding. Uh, Oh, the Lord would say even this day that I will plant a peace in your heart and you will know what the Lord wants you to do. You will know. You will know. In fact, it's even witnessed in your spirit today. Oh, man of God, it is witnessed in your spirit. For the things of your own mind are not of your own making. For the Lord your God put them there and He comes to confirm in your spirit His plan and His purpose Oh, woman of God, a new day. Oh, I'm going to robe you like Esther. Esther came into the kingdom for such a time as this, and yet she never saw it, she never thought it, she never came into her mind, but yet the grace and the favor of the Lord was touched through the scepter upon her, and she rose in the time of her season. It is the time, it is the season, this is the season, O woman of God. I have put within your spirit an understanding of grace and mercy, and you have the gift to discern that which the Lord is doing and that which the enemy is doing. For a shepherdess, I make you even in the house of God. You are going to bring life to those that are broken beyond repair, those whom the, uh, the world has cast off as garbage and those who have given up uh, even in the medical field and even in the area of psychology and psychiatry. But the Lord, through the laying on of hands, uh, as you lay hands on the sick, uh, as you begin to lay hands on those that are oppressed by the devil, you will cast out demons. Uh, you will cast out unclean spirits. For that which is in you is holy. That which is in you is holy, O woman of God. Uh, you will not look behind. You will not look at the days have gone by. You will look and say, this is the day. A day of fresh outpouring of my grace upon the both of you. Upon the both of you. I have yoked you together. For the strength of the ministry that I've called you both to is not you going by, by themselves, but as I have yoked you together. For there is, there's, there's strengths and weaknesses, but I've yoked you together to be a team. And as a team you'll go forward, saith the Lord. The trumpet has blown. It's time to move. It's time to move, saith the Lord. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. You've been down here charging. You've been charging. God just showed me the recharge. Right. Recharge. Recharge. You're going to need that recharge wow. when you go back up there. It's even going to begin even right now, but even as you leave on the plane, there's going to be ministry going on even at the airport right, in the plane. Right. When you get back there, that charge is going to be bright. And there's going to be a dark cloud up there, but your light is going to shine. 
It's going to be the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're not going to even know what's going on in the Spirit. It's going to be so powerful, but Lord will eventually reveal it to you how that light has shined. Even as you go through the job, through the workday, through the school, through the children, through the neighborhood, the light of the Lord Jesus Christ is with you, and that light of Jesus will shine through you. Even in the darkest of darkest places, the light of the Lord will shine. For you are charged, my brother, my sister, in the Lord. You're charged. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is just really simple, and it's not where where some of us used to say, gee, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to minister. God wants you to be looking for the opportunities. Because you're already so full of what God has for you, you are to now look everywhere you go for that opportunity and seize it. Yes. Wow. Hallelujah. Karen, I have a word for you. It says in Hebrews 5, 8, though he was a son, he, Jesus, learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Okay? There's a lot of things you thought you were learning, but it was obedience. You were learning obedience. The thing that most people, if, if if you look at suffering wrong, it can kill you instead of bring you to life. Yeah. And because we know the verse, what, what's, what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. The sufferings, I have no idea, but I just, he just, I was sitting there and he just said her suffering was because she was being trained in obedience. And I only do, I only do, I only, I listen to the kids who obey me. And so you are going, you have gone through things that you thought it was meant to just wear you down, but it actually was, it was, it was, it was, suffering is the disguise, is disguise, is obedience disguised. That's what it is. And so you have been given, uh, uh, the devil just is so scared of you. (laughs) He's just, he is terrified, he's terrified. He's terrified because, because he knows, he knows what suffering can turn into if the person knows that God's behind, the, that there's goodness and the obedience and there's power behind that. And so, he, he then he says that, uh, he says in um, he says to his disciples. He says, my 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 children, he said, or he calls them friends. He says. I, you're my friends, and he says, and now you know, you know what I'm going to do, because now you're, you, you, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. He calls you his friend. He's trained you in obedience, and there is an, <coughs> a, I, Kathy hit it spot on. Just do it, because you have been filled and overflowing. You don't know you're full until you're overflowing. Until it's starting to mess up people, that's the test to know whether you're messed up enough or not, and God's just going to overflow. Hallelujah. Good. Amen. Give him a hand, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All of you, all of you this morning, you are anointed with power from on high. You're seated this morning with Christ in heavenly places. And that is not something we take lightly. God has given every one of you authority. He's given you the keys of the kingdom to unlock and to lock doors.
God has given you power. And as you begin to understand your place, your position, your victory, and your authority, and you begin to open your mouth, and you begin to move in the ground that God has... See, we are to take ground. Okay? For some of you, it's health ground. You need health in your body. You need to take ground. How do you take ground? You begin to stand on the Word, on the authority of the Word, and you begin to say, in the name of Jesus, you're healed. You raise the dead. You heal the sick. You cast out the demons. You don't just sit there and face a problem and get into a sweat and begin to get depressed. You begin to understand, where am I? I am seated with Christ. That's not, a, that's not a light thing. The devil wants you to think, no, you're just in a problem. You're in a whirlwind. God's left you and you're all by yourself and things are going to go south and it's just going to really get bad. No, it's not. What the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn around for good because if God is for us, who can be against us? Because we're more than conquerors. That means that before the battle even started, you've already been declared the winner. You've already won. Okay? And so we're, we're not trying to get anywhere. We have been raised. We've been made alive. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places this morning. I want you to pray. Let's pray. Father, we ask you right now to open our eyes and open our ears. For what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Lord, we know that our calling is not earthly. Lord, for we are of a heavenly kingdom. Our citizenship is in heaven. And Lord, we search and we look for a city and a building whose maker is God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us the Holy Spirit. You've given us the promise. Father, we're not here wrestling with flesh and blood. We choose not to do that. We choose to rise from the place where we are. We choose to be God conscious. To be conscious of who we are and what we are and where we really are. We choose to look through the eyes of the invisible. Not looking at things which are seen. I ask you right now, Lord, just to quicken our minds in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Luke 7, 11. Amen. Luke 7-11, just like going to the store 7-11. Amen. We're going to 7-11 this morning. Praise God. We're going to grab a couple drinks and get some popcorn and praise God. We're going to have some great things at 7-11. Luke 7-11. Now it happened. The day after he went into the city called Nain and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd... And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, and the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said, don't weep. Everyone say, don't weep. The next time you see somebody that's having a bad day, going through a hard time, you have the authority and the confidence to say, don't weep. You know why? Because you're here. Yeah. Everyone say, I'm here. I'm here. Now it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. But because 
you're there. Things are going to change. Yesterday, I went to pick up the church lawnmower at Garland Saw and Lawnmower. And you know, it's amazing what happens when you begin to become God-conscious about your surroundings and you really surrender, like David said this morning, to submit yourself to be a vessel that God can use. How many of you get up in the morning and say, Lord, this day is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord, and I surrender myself to be used by you, Lord, for your glory. For as the glory of the Lord covers the, uh, uh, the earth, as the waters cover the sea, Lord, you're going to bring and expand, extend your glory from me, out from me. And so that morning I was praying, I said, Lord, use me. Of course, I say that every day. Praise God. I'm going to Garland Saw Lawnmower, and I'm in there making my transactions and paying for the maintenance for the guy who kind of did an oil job and I meet this man, his, his name is Chris, and the Holy Spirit just showed me the guy has been going through a storm in his life, and I just looked at him and I said, do you know the Lord really sees what you're walking through? I mean, we're talking about lawnmowers, and you know, I sharpened your blade this week, and I put a little, change the oil, and put the filter, and I said, thank you for that, but I said, do you know God has placed you on my heart? And he's looking at him, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know the higher power, too, yeah. I know the higher power. I said, no, I'm not talking about the higher power, although it does have high power. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, the Jesus Christ. And I said, the Lord just showed me you've been walking through a storm, been like a hurricane in your life. And I said, God wants to bring peace like a river into your life. And all of a sudden, the guy just starts weeping. He says, you know, just this past week, he said this, my wife and I, who were married for 17 years, just this past week, divorced. I divorced her because of her addiction to methamphetamines. And he says, and now you come in here and tell me that God's going to give me peace like a river. I said, this is a divine appointment, Chris. And I put my hands on his chest. I, I walked around the counter, put my hands on his chest, and I said, peace. Be still. And when I just said, peace, be still, the guy just broke. And, it, and then that's all I said. And he was just standing there, literally almost in a paralyzed condition. He says, I don't know what you did. But he says, I'll tell you right now, the heaviness and the, and the, and the hurt and the pain is just gone. I don't know how it's going to work out. But I, I just think, and I asked him for his number, and we're going to try to get together. But here's the point. I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm walking under open heavens. And the powers of darkness have no authority. You have the authority to tell someone, you, will, you don't have to weep. We have compassion. We have compassion for the hurting. You know, the interesting thing about this guy, he said, well, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, I know, the, I know the higher power works. I said, no, no, this is not just higher power. This is not just any power. This power is centered on a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, there's power in the name. 
And when I told Chris, I said, Chris, when you begin to confess faith in the name of Jesus and you submit to Jesus, not just as Savior, but as Lord in your life, the Bible says that He begins to make all things well. He begins to work all things together for good to them that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Let's continue on this passage here. Verse 14, And He came and He touched and opened the coffin. Amen. Aren't you think God, Jesus never goes to funeral. He always interrupts them and He opens coffins. Amen. How many of you need some coffins opened up today? Some of you have already buried some things in your life. You've already just said it's over, it's finished, it's dead, it's never going to happen, I'll never see any real breakthrough in this. I'm here to tell you God's going to open your coffin. God's going to open the coffin and what's dead, what's been buried, what you've given up on, He's going to raise it right out of there. Amen. How many of you say, Pastor Ray, i got something dead in my life I've kind of given up on, I've lost hope in, and I need some resurrection power this morning. Amen. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray right now. Lord, you have given us not the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And we stand on the authority of the word. We are raised. We are whole. We are healed. We are restored. We are redeemed. We are chosen. We are blessed. We are called. We are empowered. And Father, right now, we ask you, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom... We ask you, Lord, for the spirit of revelation and the spirit of the supernatural to come and raise the dead. And I just sense, just sense in my spirit right now that the Lord is coming to smile on this congregation. There's some of you that have been so depressed, you have allowed depression to just live in your mind. You've allowed lies. You've entertained lies. Jonathan, your wife. You know what? You're a precious lady. You're a good wife. I just saw the Lord just say, she's a faithful wife. And I just saw you carrying a load. I mean, there's a load on your back. And the Lord is just saying, I'm coming to take the load off. You know, the Bible says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. But he says this, if you come unto me, if you really come and just cast all your cares. What was your name again? Miko. You're a precious woman. You know, I just sense the Lord just coming to, it's going to sound strange, but, but I just feel like the Lord wants to bring color and a freshness back in your life. It's just, you've just been just doing the right things and you're just doing the best you can. Have you ever felt like you're just doing all you can but you seem like you're getting farther behind? Okay. Well, you know what? I feel that God is just going to launch you and catapult you right into a level of favor and blessing today. And I want you to understand the Bible says that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek you, Miko. And as you begin to do this one thing, start giving God thanks. Just in everything, give thanks. And let me tell you something. Your attitude determines your altitude. 
And when you begin to give thanks in the face of things that, that are beyond your control and out of your control, he makes all things work together for good. Amen. I, I feel the Lord doing something even in your marriage. I feel the Lord's going to yoke you. He wants to heal. There's a need for that, isn't there? That little pop, I don't know what that was, but it sounded pretty good. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, God's going to raise the dead out of this coffin. God's going to bring some things to life here. You're not going to... The enemy has tried to destroy both of you. And you know, the Lord directed you all, all the way from downtown Dallas to this church. I, and you know why? Because he has a plan not only for this generation, but your children. And you know what? The curse is broken. Because, Jonathan, you dedicated, you committed your life to Christ. And when you took that step of faith, God broke generational curses in your family. The habits and the tendencies that came from your father and mother are broken. You're a first generation. You are an overcomer. You're not going to follow in the habit patterns and the steps of your father or your mother. You're, a, you're going to be known as a faithful husband. A stable man of God. You're going to be noted for that. Faithfulness and stable. Praise God. Miko, you're to sing. You're supposed to start singing. There's a song in your heart and you've just kept it bottled up so long. Oh, Pastor Ray, I can't sing. That's all right. You're supposed to sing. He's given you songs of deliverance. You've actually asked the Lord secretly. Lord, if you're there, Lord, if you're really there, I need to hear from you. He's here to speak to you. Praise God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Verse 14, then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. Everyone say, arise. arise. So he who was dead sat up. <laughs> Amen. Everyone say, sit up. God's waking us up. Instead of lying down and feeling down and dead in our coffin, God's going to stir us up. Putting a song in our heart, Beverly. Amen. Surely. Mighty woman of God. This woman came with a burden this morning. And you know what? What the enemy meant for evil. It's already finished. It's already settled. You're going to go back and you're going to find nothing there. Nothing there. You believe. You believe it. Amen. There's a story in the Bible. There were, there were four lepers in the Old Testament, and they were starving to death. And all of a sudden, they, one of them decided to go out to see if the enemy was there, and they went out and they found out the enemy wasn't even there. And they started eating. And they were, they were shocked at the fact that, wow, it's because this one guy had the guts to go out and say, is the enemy there? Found there was nobody there. And you know what? They didn't die. They lived. You're going to live. Amen. 
you're going to live. Amen. You know, let me tell you something. Anytime you press into God, she's come under a satanic attack. But you know what? God's on her side. And he's already given her wisdom. And the Lord's tried to mess things up. And that's what the, you know, the devil is not, he, he, he has a growl, but he has no bite. He roars, but he has no bite. He really is a chicken to you who really begin to trust and stand on his word. Amen. But I want to read down, and my time's going, but I, I, I want to show you something down here. By the way, uh, Jerry, I, I'm not going to get to my notes, and that's okay. <laughs> Amen. Huh? Yeah, I did have great notes there because I was kind of, but, uh, you know, we're, we're just not going to make that today. But let's, let's go on down here. Verse where I wanted to get to. Then fear came upon all, verse 16. They glorified God, saying, Great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. Then, verse 18, the disciples of John reported to him concerning these things. And John calling two of his disciples to him. Now remember, John now is in prison. This is John the Baptist. He is now in prison. <clears throat> And he calls two of his disciples and he says, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? And when the men had come to him, Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to us, to you, saying, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? And that very hour he cured many infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits. And to many blind he gave sight. And by the way, that's what we're doing. That's what we're going to do. By the way, that's what we're teaching on Monday nights in discipleship. We're, we're going to be walking through the book of Acts. And if you want to know how to release the power of the supernatural, walk in it. God wants this to be, he wants the supernatural to be the new norm in your life. Amen. You have wisdom. You are prophetic. You're not pathetic. You are prophetic. You have discernment of spirits. You have the word of righteousness. You have a word of hope. And you're going to open coffins and raise the dead. By the way, I, I heard a powerful video on David Logan. I, I, many of you may not know. This guy, he's, a, he's another Smith Wigglesworth. And he's a missionary in Mexico. And he's already, uh, and, and I believe him, he's already raised over 400 people from the dead. And he says, there's nothing like raising a dead corpse. There's nothing, li there's nothing like it. But he said before he ever got his first resurrection, you know, it's amazing when you go ahead and you put your hand on a cold, dead body. It's dead. And you begin to speak the name of Jesus. And this is what he said when he raised his first dead person. He says, when I first raised my dead person, he says, he says, I knew it was the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you are all getting freaked out here, but that's okay. He says, when you lay your hand on a dead body, it's cold. And it's stiff. But he says, the first time he ever raised a dead man, he says, all of a sudden, the first thing he noticed was color came back into the body. And then after that, he noticed that the body started getting warm. 
And then after that, he noticed the chest begin to move. Breath begin to fill his lungs. You know, have you ever, I don't know, some of you may know, I've been at the bedside of a person die. Usually when people die, they take a gasp of air. And he said this, when people come back from the dead, they take a gasp. They go, just fills their lungs. Their eyes begin to twitch. All of a sudden, fingers move. And when they're first raised from the dead, the first thing they want to do is eat something. They're hungry. And he was going through this. And he says, the church needs to get ready to begin to embrace not just the supernatural, but signs and wonders. You know what a wonder? A wonder is something that makes you wonder. I wonder what is going on. That may be a good sign you're in the right church. If you're going into a church that doesn't make you uneasy or going into a place that's so predictable, you're probably in a dead church. Amen? But Jesus, here's the message of the prophets or the disciples of John. And notice what it says. Verse 21, that very hour he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits, and to many blind he gave sight. And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Now, Interesting little passage here. John, his, John's job description was to go out and to preach Isaiah 60. And that's what he was doing. He was preaching repentance for the kingdom of God. And he, according to Isaiah, he was the forerunner of, of the coming Messiah. And John was preaching. The Spirit of the Lord is upon this. And when, when John was by the riverbank and he looked at his disciples and said, Hey, hey guys, there he is. There's the coming one. He's the Messiah. And he's going to open up the eyes of the blind and preach liberty to them that are bruised. And he's going to set the captive free. And and he's going to bring the gospel of hope and life to those that are poor. And he's going to preach to those who are in prison. But the problem was, John was in prison And Jesus wasn't getting him out of prison. He was in prison, but John, or Jesus, didn't get him out of prison. And so John was in prison, and he was asking him, are you the coming one? Because Jesus, I was preaching all the time that you open prison doors, but I'm still in prison. And are you going to get me out of here? Now, I think what's interesting is Jesus' response. Jesus didn't give him any kind of a theological or biblical uh, proof or verification that he was even the Messiah, or he didn't even give him any proof that he was going to get him out of prison. 
He just said to John's disciples, go tell John the things that you see and hear. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, unclean spirits are cast out, and the dead are raised. Now, John is sitting in prison, and he is facing a contradiction like so many in the body of Christ are facing now. Jesus said he was going to open prison doors, and I'm still in this prison. I'm still in this problem. How many of you know that when Jesus, and I, I was speaking to you last Sunday, I'm continuing on this message, and I'm going to quit here in a few minutes because my time is really going. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places, and the interesting paradox is this, is while we're in on earth, we are on earth, and we see problems all around us, yet Christ has seated us in heavenly places, and what his desire is, is for us to live on earth, but yet see things on earth, from heaven's eyes. We're to see them through a place, from the place of authority and victory. Last Sunday, I told you when we preached on what heavenly places were. Heavenly places we found in Revelations 4. The Bible says that John, when he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and remember he was preaching to the seven churches of Asia, and when you get to Revelation chapter 4, John had a revelation of heaven. Do you know that that message was to be taken to the seven churches of, of, of Asia? All those seven churches. And by the way, that still applies to us today. And it says when John was in the Spirit, the Bible says when he, he, the Lord brought him in the Spirit and he saw a door opened in heaven. The second thing, there was a word, there was a voice that came out of the, of the door of heaven and said to John, come up here. Everyone say, come up here. That was not just a word to John, that was a word to all of the seven churches. Come up here, there's an open door. We're seated with Christ in the heavenly The third thing he saw was a throne. And around the throne were angels and beasts and animals and all these creatures. And they were worshiping in heaven. Let me tell you something. What we're doing on earth is a prerequisite of what's going to be happening for eternity. If you are not a worshiper, you're not going to make it. Because only worshipers are in heaven. But not only was there worship, there was the glory of God. God's glory ascended. Now John is in heaven. He's puzzled. He's preaching exactly what the Messiah was doing. Opening prison doors, preaching uh, sight to the blind, lost, and raising the dead, unclean spirits cast out, but he's sitting in prison. What Jesus was trying to get John to do, listen to me. In fact, you ought to write this down. Jesus was trying to tell John, stop looking at the things that I am not doing and start looking at the things that I'm doing. Stop looking at what I am not doing. Do you know why? Do you know what, what happens? If you start feeding on the things that God has not been doing or the prayers that have not been answered, you will undermine your confidence and you will undermine the authority of God's word for your life. 
When you begin to feed yourself, and let me tell you something else. What you then begin to do, not only do you undermine your confidence in the authority in what God, you actually limit God. By the way, how many of you know that all those who live godly in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution? Okay? We might be thrown in some prisons. There, there's a price to pay for following Jesus. But when we begin to feed ourselves on the things that God's not doing and we entertain that kind of thinking and we make room to listen to the lies of the enemy what God hasn't done look what God didn't do what happens is you begin to develop a mindset that not only defiles you but it hinders the next season of your prayer time and when you come to God in prayer again you begin to think you know what prayer doesn't really work God's not answering my prayer. I'm still in the dilemma that I used to be. And what happens when you begin to get into that mindset, you begin to quit and you begin to give up. See, Jesus here in this passage said, John, go tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised. Stop looking at what I'm not doing and start looking at the things I'm doing. Now listen to me. You give power to the things you meditate on. When you meditate and you begin to give thoughts, you give access, you give ground to the enemy by thinking on things that God has not done, you actually empower the enemy which begins to change and affect the atmosphere and the environment that you're in. But when you begin to empower faith and you set your minds on things above and not on things of this earth, you begin to empower the environment and transform the circumstances around you. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, Jesus was saying, John, look at what I've done. Stop looking at where you're at. I want you to start looking at what I've done. Look at me, John. Keep your eyes on what I'm doing. Get your eyes off what I'm not doing. Now, here's the other thing. I believe the reason why God didn't get John out of prison wasn't because he didn't care for John. You know why God wants you to be under, uh, the reason why God has seated you in heavenly places is because he's going to bring heaven right into prison. God wants to bring heaven right where you're at. Amen? There's some things that God doesn't deliver me out of, and here's the reason. Because God is using your suffering to bring a witness to God's glory. There's, you know, I've actually, there was times I used to ask, Lord, why am I going through this? I went through this before. Why do I have to go through this? And the Lord says, there's people watching you. I want you to rejoice. And I'd say, Lord, I, you mean I'm going through this for somebody else? You mean you're allowing me to go through this because somebody's watching me? Mm-hmm. 
And I want you to rejoice because, you see, I want them to see that when you walk through the fire and you walk through the flood and when you walk through the storm, I'm with you. And I want them to see, I want them to see that it's my presence that preserves and keeps them. I want you to jump in closing to Job 36. Job chapter 36. Job, Job. It's right before Psalms. Verse 5. Behold, God is mighty. This is Elihu, this young man, speaking to Job. Very wise young man. God is mighty but despises no one. He is mighty in strength of understanding. He does not preserve the life of the wicked but gives justice to the oppressed. Notice verse 7 and 8. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but they are on the throne with kings. For he has seated them forever. Did you hear that? We're seated on thrones forever. Ephesians chapter 2 said he made us alive. In fact, let me just, let me show you this. If I can get this. Did I get that PowerPoint? Can I get that first PowerPoint? I'm going to just read them, show them this. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. No, it's Ephesians 2. I wanted to just read this. Is that not going to make it? If you, I'm sorry, because I told you not to do it, but okay, no problem. Well, it, oh, there we are. There we are. I want you to see this. Ephesians 2. In fact, would you read this with me in closing? That, 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 go back to that one. Let's read this together. Even when we were dead in sin, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let's read that one more time. Can, can we stop that from moving? I'll tell you, we won't read it. We'll just, we just got it. I want you to know, three times the scripture says we've been made to sit, raised to sit, and we're seated together with Christ. That's authority. That's victory. That means God has given you wisdom. You, like David said, we're not first before we are commissioned, we must first be in submission. Amen? Do you know what God's doing to us this morning? He's equipping us. He's empowering you this morning. You are not weak. You are not weak. You are not weak. You are not defeated. You have been raised. You are victorious. And I'm not just giving you the power of positive thinking. We are giving you the Word of God. There's some of us today that are facing some serious battles in our life, and we need the Lord. And you know what? You stand on the authority of what God is doing and not what He's not doing. Let's bow our heads, shall we? You know what? <clears throat> Thank you.
God has brought some of you into a place where you feel like you're facing a brick wall. And the Lord has not brought you there to stop you or destroy you. It's intended to be a turning point. Every problem you face is intended to be a supernatural opportunity. God is about ready to break something supernatural and miraculous in your life. I've never seen anything that God hasn't, every problem I've ever faced, God, where I've faced something where God hasn't worked miraculously. Carol and I can honestly tell you that. It's been powerful. You're seated in heavenly places, folks. This is powerful. Maybe this morning you say, Pastor Ray, I need you to stand with me this morning. I need prayer. I need prayer because I need my vision to be changed. I've been looking at the things God hasn't been doing, and I've been discouraged, and I, I want a fresh vision. I want to start doing what Jesus said to look at those things which have been, he has been doing. Maybe that's you this morning. Raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Okay? Amen. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. Do you have a word? Uh, hang on a minute. I got a... James has got a word here. <clears throat> Ever since worship, I think there's somebody here that the Lord is knocking on your heart and saying it is time to give me your life. Good, good. good. It is time wow. right now, today. That's good, James. Not tomorrow, not next week, but there is a very loud pounding on your heart I need to give my life to Christ Good. I need to give my life to yes. Christ and there's either pride or there's embarrassment or there's something holding you back right. today is the day not this afternoon right now it's an urgency I'm feeling in my spirit there's also the spirit to heal and I'm going to submit to you, brother, but if there are people that need healing to come up here and we can lay hands on them, anoint them with oil and receive that healing. I, th I believe our brother and sister from Massachusetts are supposed to be involved in praying for Praise them. God. So can we invite those? Yes. If you need healing, if you need the, the elders of the church to lay hands on you and to receive this healing, I believe the, the Holy Spirit is here to see this manifestation and if the Lord is knocking on your heart to give your life completely to him Good. come Good. up here please yes. come right now would you go ahead and come right now in Jesus name amen just total surrender to the Lord you need a touch healing in your body touch in your body amen we're going to pray right now the powers of darkness are going to be broken in Jesus name in Jesus name healing in your body I want everybody that needs a healing in your body can you come over here to your, my left which would be your right if you need a healing come over here and those who feel they need to just totally surrender over here because we need to know what we're ministering over those who need a touch in your body man that's amazing I was almost gonna call you out you have a physical need don't you the Lord showed me that and I, I forgot to bring that up but there's a he's going to heal you today there's going to be healing and a touch in it 
when I was ministering to Mako, I, I, I was going to pray for you, but I didn't do that. Amen. I want everybody to lift your hands. I want you to pray in the Spirit right now, and I want you to say, Father, have your way. Just say, Father, have your way. Lord, release the power, your healing anointing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. We take authority right now over every lie of the enemy. Father, we thank you right now. No weapon formed against you will prosper. We speak healing in the emotions, healing in the heart. Oh, the Lord comes to bind up the broken heart, to bind up the brokenness. Oh, God, to restore the years that the canker worm hath eaten. Oh, God, we just pray right now. A healing touch, healing power in Jesus' name. Inner body, strength, strength beyond our own in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, a release. Release your spirit. Lord, we're looking at what you've done this morning. Every yoke is broken by the Spirit of God. Oh, Lord, a fresh joy, cleansing. The Lord's coming to cleanse you. The Lord is coming to just take cleansing in your whole body. Amen. No more defilement. No more weakness. We come against any infection, any virus in Jesus' name. I just see the Lord touching you right now. I just see a weakness in the immune system. The Lord's touching the immune system. Is, is that right? There's something. There's something in the immune system, isn't there? I don't know what it is. What is it? Can you tell me? You have HIV? All right. We're going to pray right now. Father, we come against HIV. We speak healing against HIV in Jesus' name. God, you're going to touch this woman. Oh, God. HIV, we, we curse it in Jesus' name. We curse HIV. AIDS in Jesus' name. Oh, God, by your spirit, by your anointing, oh, God. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. In Jesus' name. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Amen. God's touching a woman with HIV this morning and healing. We're seeing the power of God right now, breaking that spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father God. Yes, Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Faith. God has given you the gift of faith, O man of God. Amen. You're not going to hang your head anymore. You are a mighty man of God, a mighty man of valor. O Gideon, oh, God has come to strengthen your hands and give a confidence that will be unwavering, O man of God. Oh, do not hang your head, but lift your head. I come this morning to put favor and blessing, and I call you a son. Oh, man of God, I've covered the past. I've covered the past. Whatever the past, I've covered it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. 
I keep hearing God saying over and over again, new blood. He is pouring new blood. Tell her that. Tell her that. Yes, good. You've got the word. You've got the word. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Jesus, we thank you, Father. The Father's putting his arms around you this morning. He's just letting you know how much he loves you. You got a good God. We serve a good God. Amen. Amen. We have a God who loves his people this morning. Amen. Amen. I got a word for you. God loves you. Amen. You know what? You've been on the border. You've been on the edge. The Lord just showed me He's going to pull you away from the edge. You've almost been ready to go over the edge. And the Lord says, I want to pull you away from that edge because it's a pretty steep cliff. And He wants you to come away from that cliff. He's calling on you. He's got a plan for you that's going to knock your socks off. God has a plan. He wants to, as soon as you surrender, He's going to open your eyes to something you've never seen before. But you said, I don't know if I can trust God like that. I'm not kidding you. God's hand is on you. You're on the cliff. And the Lord says, I want you to come off the cliff. Can I pray with you? What do you think? I feel the Lord says, if you surrender right now, He's going to do things for you you could never imagine. I'm not kidding you. You're going to touch a generation that you've never seen before. You're going to touch that generation. What do you think about that? You've been a little bit afraid. I know friends are important to you, but God's going to use you to be a leader to touch your friends. This is your friend here too? Your cousin? Good to meet you. Praise God. Glad to meet you. Isn't she an awesome cousin? Amen. Can I pray with you? Father, I thank you. I thank you for my sister. Lord, we see that you're doing awesome things in her life. Father, you just showed me a vision. She was on the cliff. But Lord, I pray right now that you would apprehend her for the call of God and for the purposes of God. Lord, you're going to make her a deliverer among young ladies. Lord, I pray right now you'd put your spirit, your seed upon her, Lord. Birth something supernatural, Lord, beyond her own strength and wisdom. In Jesus' name, we just break the powers of the lie of the enemy. We break every lie of the enemy. We bind you, Satan. We bind the powers of darkness in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Jesus. Amen. You're all released to go if you want to go. Praise God. Love you. Love you, church. Love you to death. Mika. Wow. What a mighty woman of God. What a mighty woman of God. What did you, what did you think of the word? Does it bear witness it. today? Yes, I